You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Let's bring in another terrific guest from ESPN. His name is Doug Kazarian. Follow him on Twitter at Doug ESPN. He hosts Daily Wager. He hosts Behind the Bets podcast, and he's a sports betting analyst over there and uh, has been for quite some time. Uh, Doug, of course, uh, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl in just a minute, but I want to start off with the NBA. I know you love to bet the association. Did you have anything on the Brooklyn Nets LA Clippers total last night? Because Twitter was going haywire when we saw 15 points in the last 52 seconds. Yeah, it was pretty wild, wasn't it? And uh, we talked about it on the show, and I actually was on the first half under. And I know this Nets team has gone over a bunch. I think it was 13 of 15, I want to say, something around there, going into last night's game. And, you know, we just talked about I, – I was my, my whole point was, look, I know the Clippers had the best three-point shooting percentage in the NBA, but they only attempt, like, middle of the pack. So the, their pace is kind of slow. And something to move forward with, the Nets have been kind of wild at some overtimes, obviously – they lead the NBA in third quarter and fourth quarter scoring. So if you like an under, I would say the Nets more skewed towards first half. It's almost like a boxer feeling out their opponent. Like they're such offensive savants, those three guys, that it's almost like they wait to kind of see how it all plays out and then kind of crank it up second half. So I think if you like Nets unders at all, as, as much as if you have a strong stomach, as dangerous as that is, I would look to the first half. And that's what we did. Uh, at least I did it, and I said that on the show. So I got I escaped there with the under in the first half. But, yeah, certainly a bad beat considering all those points in the final minute. Doug, always great to talk with you, man. Um, I've had a chance to check out the show a bunch lately. Daily Wager on ESPN, really enjoying it. What's been uh, the feedback so far, and what are the ratings like? Thank you very much. It's good to be on with you guys as well. Look, it's a lot of fun, and obviously – it's a new space for everyone, right? Uh, we launched it almost two years ago. And, you know, obviously Fox has some content and then other networks have content too. And it's just new for everyone, the leagues as well. So in time, we've been, we've worked out some, some right deals with our video, which has obviously helped our content. And the, um, there's always, a, every sort of space has a following, right? And we all know, uh, gambling Twitter and gambling social, you know, it, there's always a space. The question is how much of it is a wide net across the landscape of all television. And we're learning since legalization and the continue like evolution of expanding states. Cause we're at what 20 States now plus Washington, DC. So 21 jurisdictions we've had seven added in the last 12 months, I believe. So clearly we're at, you know, a large part of the U.S. and it's reflected. So we, we, we create content for Sports Center, and it's just if you're not a gambler, it's still interesting, right? So we kind of approach it that way. It's a it's a new conversation about sports. 
um, or, or at least another conversation about sports. So even if on SportsCenter they're not, like, picking the game, it is interesting that the Nets have these high totals, right? There's six totals this year that have been in the 240s. Five of them have involved Brooklyn Nets games. So that's sort of like a measure, just like analytics is, of just expressing how high-scoring Nets games are, right? So it's just another way of pre- presenting sort of sports facts. It is. It, I'm curious to get your perception on this, Doug, because you've been doing this for quite some time, a podcast, and now it's a podcast and a TV show. Ross has been doing sports betting podcasts for a long time. I'm doing the same thing. The three of us in three different legal states. Uh, you look at the f- 14 states in 2020, talk about a billion dollars in revenue. It, it, you can't imagine what it's going to be a few years from now when it's the majority of the country. Instead of 20, maybe we're up to 40 states. Um, we, we know our audience and it, it's pretty specific. But what also jumps out to me is, you know, I, I always figured, yeah, I bet and I'm going to continue to bet. Now I just do it legally instead of illegally. And I knew there would be more people involved. But the people I come across that are now all in on sports betting just because it's legal is shocking. Do you, do you think we're e- even close to the point where there is too much sports betting coverage, TV, radio, podcast? Well, there's always going to be trying to think of it, you know, there's the, the, the cliche, right? It's like breaking eggs and make an omelet. I'm like, well, that's not really the right one. There's always going to be like overcorrection and then back to the norm, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think everyone's figuring out what the appetite is for the consumer. Like, I can't tell you the studies of like, who's a gambler, who's not, you know, what, what, like that, it is what it is. We know the numbers, especially the week of the Super Bowl. American gaming puts out what they estimate, how many people will gamble on the Super Bowl. But that's also includes like squares, and we hear about it March Madness. Like, I can't tell you. All I know from a um, personal standpoint is the people I interact with, my friends, whatever. I do know people who enjoy betting on games, but, like, they don't have, like, bookies and, like, illegal stuff. But, like, if once it became legal in their state, they might bet some football games on the weekend. I mean, they're married with kids. This is not, like, something they're going to do religiously. They have They don't have enough time. But there's other people who do do it religiously every day it's almost like it's kind of like the european model right where we talk about it well they have you know it's part of their daily entertainment or whatever and it's not and never had the stigma like we had that's slowly eroding but still we came from a different place here in the states so i can't speak to the uh, metrics and like the substitution effect and all this stuff uh when we try to do the estimates of where the betting public is um it, the question is from like a content standpoint is where do you like, where do you, how do you assess what the appetite is for the consumer, right? So, like, let's just use Monday Night Football. Um, you know, you can't just have, like, 900 numbers scrolling on the screen, right? That's not where we want to be. You can't have just mention it, like, every play. Like, oh, he's 34 and a half yards away now from his player prop. Like, so that'd be, like, way, you know, that'd be too much, right? And then the other end, you can't, like, not mention, especially if it's interesting, like, when the Bucks played – uh, at the Giants on Monday night football, middle of the season-ish, maybe it's back half, when they were down the whole game and had to come, they were like 14-point favorites almost at closed, right? So I think it's part of like, it, it just gives us another measurement. It's like, hey, two touchdown underdogs, this would be a crazy upset. And Giants against the uh, 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 Brady again, which is, our, you know, one of the biggest upsets in Super Bowl history. You know, just a contextual mention of the point spread, I think is like inclusive and doesn't like, push people away 
So the question is, as we evolve as a you know consumer base of, of content on TV or whatever, it's you know like where do we where, what's the right kind of sweet spot? And I think that's what everyone's trying to figure out. So yes, we might have some saturation points and some overcorrection, but I think I believe in like the invisible hand a lot. So I think in due time, it'll kind of work itself out. What are you thinking, Doug, in particular about the Super Bowl? Uh, do you have anything strong on the total or the side? Strong is all relative, right? I, I do <laughs> like the Chiefs minus three. I, I Look, if they don't cover, I won't be stunned, right? It's not like my bet of the year. But, like, I do like it. I think uh, Kansas City's best performance, if they play close to their best version of Kansas City, they're going to cover. And I, and I like them too much. I, look, this Bucks team is pretty legit, right? They have... Uh, a really strong defense, which is both respectful against the run, against the pass, and but their safeties are still injured. Like people haven't talked about it. Like Winfield missed the Packers game, and he's not back yet. He's not practicing yet. He's a rookie, so he's had a good year. But you kind of need that those reps. And I just feel like the Chiefs have so many weapons, and their defense is good enough. Like this Bucks team, I'm not saying it's fool's gold. I'm not saying it's lucky, but like they got to play a seven and nine Washington in the first round. Then they played the Saints, who kind of outplayed them, but Breeze had all these injuries. His arm was a noodle, and all three of Tom Brady's touchdown drives were 40 yards or less. So, like, the defense won the game, and the Saints still almost pulled it off if it wasn't for, like, a third turnover. And then the Packers game, they played great. Um, but the Packers made some mistakes, and usually Rodgers doesn't make them. Like, he missed Lazard over the middle when they had to settle for the field goal, and that was after the Adams drop on the goal line. Probably should have been 14-14. Now, give the Bucks credit for not making those mistakes – but this is not a team that, I don't know, got hot at the end of the season and is better than ever. You know, I, I just – I feel like the Chiefs are better. They proved it in the regular season meeting. Um, and if they play like that, they should be just fine. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Our guest, Doug Kazarian, host of ESPN's Daily Wager and the Behind the Bets podcast. All right, how about the fun stuff? Uh, by the time we get to kick off, how many prop bets will Doug Kazarian have in play? And what are some of your favorites? So probably like 10. Uh, the, my, one of my favorite ones I've already bet, it's moved a ton. It was no no rushing touchdown for Brady. It was minus 250. It's now minus 440 at last check. Look, he has four rushing touchdowns this year. It's just kind of like ridiculous odds. Um, yes, he's the master of the QB sneak, but that's sometimes at midfield in the red zone. So I, I would not play it at 440, but I do have action on that game. Um, I like Brady's first touchdown pass under 12 and a half yards. So he's thrown some deep passes uh, this year, right? For the, excuse me, these playoffs. Like we've seen the, the Scotty Miller touchdown and some of the other ones. But over the course of all 19 games, he has 47 touchdown passes. 18 are 13 or longer, which is 38%. So it's not much. So Brady under 12 and a half. I think the juice is like minus a buck 20. I still think, and these they're, they throw a lot in like running situations around the goal line. Um, remember the NFC Championship game, like first and goal, they threw to Brady instead of like running. So I think Brady around the goal line. I just like under twelve and a half. Again, eighteen to forty-seven, we're over twelve and a half. I do like the score to be tied after zero-zero at minus a buck thirty. Uh, I don't expect a lot of field goals because I think the Bills demonstrated you're not going to beat Kansas City kicking field goals. And so I think the Bucks and they don't really have that good of a kicker. So let's just say it's like seven nothing, and the other team's driving. Like if they get to midfield, like the live betting props will be minus one thirty or higher on an offensive touchdown. So I, I just feel like, given the point spread, given the field goal component, like 
and then the the wherewithal nowadays to go two point conversion and stuff to kind of get to round numbers like to get you know if you're down five kick you know go for two to be within three things like that lends itself to more likelihood of a tie so i do like the minus 130 on a tie and i do have one like i think it's a ridiculous prop i'm gonna lay it and i have but i don't blame anyone if they don't want to lay 340 but there's some uh, longest field goal made props and it's almost like alternate lines they have a few different distances so for 54 and a half i like the under minus 340 a little bit of a sweat. Like I said, you got to lay some lumber. But for me, like, okay, first of all, Tampa Bay kicker, suck up. He, like, has never made one that long, okay? Never made one. He's not very accurate. He's, like, mediocre from mid-distance. Like, they're just not going to kick around the 38-yard line. They're just not. Um, and, and it's an outdoor stadium, and there's elements. Now, the Chiefs obviously have a really good kicker. Harrison Bucker is awesome. But – like just the way their offense goes, like I don't see them getting stranded on like the 37, 38 yard line. He has two 55 yarders um, this year. One was against Carolina where they got first and 10 at the 37 and then three straight incompletions. So they ended up kicking a 55 yarder. The other one was that overtime win against the chargers when they had a, he had a bomb, but like they got to the 32 and then they committed a penalty uh, that pushed him back where he had to kick it on, you know, uh, farther back and that ended up being above 55. So my point is the chiefs offense can like get any yards they want. So if it's like, it has to be like third and 15, first of all, fourth and like five, they're going to go for it. So it has to be like third and 15 and then they can only get a certain, it just has too many things have to go right. The start, too many stars have to be aligned for me to like lose the bet and at minus three forty, I can still stomach that. So that's like a, a crazy prop that I'm on. Doug, what about uh, NBA so far? I, I know Joe asked you a little bit about tonight, but just in general, what are your favorite bets right now? How have you been attacking it? Well, it, it's really situational. I think the old school handicapping has been fun. Um, some of the teams that like big win off a lot, you know, all that kind of, nuanced stuff like the bucks have been a team i've been riding offensively off a loss a lot of their team totals especially first halves like tonight i'm keeping an eye on the spurs t wolves game right i i have to i'm gonna wait if d'angelo russell plays i'm gonna play first half over um so it's a lot of it matchup and situational uh awful you know and there's another thing it's like these these new like almost two game series like we see in baseball that we're seeing in the nba now in this reduced condensed schedule like the second game has kind of been like an under trend, right? They're more familiar. And we see that in the playoffs, right? The longer a series goes, the more unders, more trends the under, just because you're kind of familiar with the opposing team's offense. You kind of anticipate certain screens or whatever, not too many wrinkles. But for me, it's all situational and like a lot of second halves and things like that. So it really just depends. But I'm, I've been doing a lot more like first quarter team totals, like ridiculous stuff like that. Um, and I say ridiculous, like rare stuff like that, because uh, I think that's like the derivative market. Like that's where you have to like find opportunities. Watch Doug Kazarian tonight on ESPN for Daily Wager and check out the Behind the Bets podcast with bookmaker John Murray. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you, Doug. Best of luck this oh, weekend. Oh, thank you very much for the kind words. Uh, Psyched to be with you guys and enjoy the game. Hopefully uh, we all cash some prop bets. You got that straight. Uh, Doug Kazarian at Doug ESPN on Twitter.